and welcome to episode 71 of Movies and Us. I'm TJ. And I'm Marcus. And this is the review show that reviews genre movies from the beginning, sometimes. Especially sometimes. I, I, I don't get... Uh, uh, I don't get it. See, that's what you get for eating on stream. I ate it before. I did it before. Today, okay. we're covering the 20... Oh, 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 what episode one. number is this, TJ? 71. I said that. Did you? Yeah, it's in the intro. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of Movies and Us. Oh, that's zoned you out. Today, we're covering the 2010 re- release of Jonah Hex. Yeah, finally. God, I've been waiting for this review. You were actually waiting for this review. I, I was. I was being sarcastic at that moment. Yeah, you're right. I was kind of waiting <laughs> you, for this. You were, you were kind of ready to get in this. This is one you yeah. never saw. Yeah, I, I never saw it. Know, so. Heard nothing but bad things. Like, how can bad kids be big? Spoilers, not as bad as people say, but not very good either. No, not at all. All right, so it's directed by Jimmy Hayward, screenplay by, um, I guess these are two different people here? Yes, Mark Nevaldine and Brian Taylor. Oh, so Nevaldine and Taylor, yes. I, I got Nevaldine and Taylor. I don't even have the first names. Well, hover your mice, your mice, wow, well, your mouse over the names, you'll see. Oh, I see. Don't care. Anyway. <laughs> It was produced by Akiva Goldsman and Andrew Lazar. It stars Josh Brolin, John Malkovich, Megan Fox, Michael Fassbender, Will Arnett, Michael Shannon. That's a, actually a big Michael guy. Shannon was in it? Yeah. Where the hell was he at in this movie? He was the... What? When in the flight in pit, the guy that was running the flight in pit. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They wasted Michael Shannon on that? They got a, a big cast list there, and a lot of it was just wasted, so. Wow. Yeah, see that Doc Cross William. What a f***. We'll get into it. But wow. Anyway, we also had Wes Bentley, all Aiden Quinn, Lance Riddick. Uh, we also it also had, uh, these are mostly um, cameos and stuff, but we had John Gallagher Jr., Tom Wilbeck. John Gallagher Jr.? Yep. Like Mr. Gallagher, the guy who did Watermelon Thing, right? I don't think that's... I don't know who that... I know who you're talking about. I don't think they're related, though. No? No. <laughs> Tom Wilbeck, Julia Jones, Jeffrey D. Morgan. We saw him last at Watchmen. And, oh, and I don't know why this is in the cast list, but apparently Thomas Jane. I don't know if you know who he is. He was Punisher. Oh, was he Punisher? Yes. Oh. There's been a lot of combo people in this movie. Well, he petitioned for this role, even like going as far as sending them stuff in makeup. He would have been. I'm glad it wasn't him. No offense to him, but I'm glad but it was he, Josh Brolin. He didn't get this role, but he does do the voice of Joni Hex and one of the. Did you watch the Specker short? Oh, fuck. I was going to do that, TJ. We should, like, pause this. I should watch it real quick. How long is it? Ten minutes. God damn, you should have texted me. I did. God damn. You know what? No, what I'm going to do? I'm gonna, we're going to do this podcast. I'm going No, because I don't want to talk about it by myself. Damn it. Well, here's the thing. In one of the animated movies coming up, there's another DC showcase starring Jonah Hex. Is it the next one or the one after? What is the next one? I, I have to... I have to go look at my movies. But Thomas Jane apparently is voicing Jonah Hex in that. Next week. Next. Damn it. Yeah. The next movie we're covering has that short on it. The Jonah Hex short. Okay. I will watch the Spectre DC showcase. God, I was going to watch this week. I'm so upset with myself. I'm going to watch that for that. You might as well watch the Jonah Hex one too. I am. I'm going to watch both of them. Because if it's anything like the last one, it should be really good. But I'm not promising anything. Yeah. We'll see. Damn it. I'm upset with myself. Anyway, 
that was the kiss list. I think we did. Yep. Get to my favorite part, DJ. No, I'm actually gonna do the behind the scenes stuff first because there's not a lot to it. <laughs> there's not a lot to anything in this movie, DJ. <laughs> so there's like nothing. Uh, the only real things is there was uh the band Mastodon scored the film. Not that. It was memorable, the score. No, but it's cool. Yeah, I mean, sure. I thought it was a little weird to get a heavy metal band to score what was essentially a Western movie, but okay. Well, it's supposed to be a dark, edgy Western movie, TJ. We both, I said this off screen, but this movie is not supposed to be a, a dark, edgy. It's more of a wild, wild west kind of movie. But dark, oh, like, oh but a dark, edgy, wild, wild west. Not really. There's nothing dark or edgy in this. Because that's because this movie had issues in that aspect. I mean, I guess it tried to put dark yeah. in anything, but it just came off as silly. The idea of this should be like, oh, it should be a dark, heavy movie. Not dark, heavy movie, like, but no, this is like a TV movie, if anything. Yeah, uh, but like the guy who directed it, as you said, did like Horton Here's a Who and stuff. So what do you expect? <laughs> I get he did Horton Here's a Who. Let me get back to this thing real quick. Horton Here's a Who. Uh, some Freebirds movie. Like a, I guess it's like what's that game play? The other bird game, Angry Birds, kind of like that. Looks like but then he did Robots, is another animated movie. So this is mostly animated stuff. Yeah, I mean, the movie is. Critically panned, got a twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is a little harsh, but yeah, and you know stuff like that. But it also failed so bad at the domestic box office that it um, had a limited worldwide release. Which I, I think I still find that stag like another thing that just blows my mind. Like you think they were somehow like somehow recoup money by just releasing it fully. Yeah. I mean, it, we'll get into the numbers in a moment, but you know the reason why. If, in my theory, the reason why it failed as bad as it did. Why? It released the same day as Toy Story 3. Well, that too. That <laughs> I mean, too, yeah. Come on. That was a stupid move. Well, it's not a stupid move if you have a competent movie. And this is an incompetent movie, though. No, I mean, this isn't. This was not in this um, middle of superhero craze. Sure, we have Iron, the Iron Man and Iron Man 2. But at this point, superhero movies are like, oh, they're cool. But they're not like the everything at this point you know yeah, for I mean? sure but like word of mouth would have gotten like hey let's take the kids see we toy did, story didn't we already did a box office for this yes but this one's special yeah i know hold on yeah we'll get, we did we'll we did the, yeah we'll and the top five were kids our they top were, 10 all kids movies right now kids movies are dominating you don't yeah. really go up against toy story 3 it was toy story 3 alice in wonderland harry potter well it's yeah. number four inception that did damn good and that's not an adult movie but then again that's followed by shrek forever after the twilight and then iron man 2 and so on yeah, but i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure inception <laughs> and released the same day as toy story 3 no i think it's like december or something yeah um but I th- i'm not i'm not saying it would have done good i don't think iron man would have done good against toy story 3 i'm just thinking if this was a competent enough movie Word of mouth was spread. Like, okay, right. we go see I a kids mean, movie this week. Next week, we'll take them. We'll, or I'm the day after, saying, we'll see two and a hex or something. I'm saying it released the same day as Toy Story three, which means it's opening weekend box office, which could have been could have been way better if it didn't release yeah. that because no one knew what the movie was at that point. Yeah, yeah, they should have pushed it back a week or pulled it right a week earlier. Yeah. That's the one week would have made a difference. I, I agree. I agree. It could have made double its opening weekend, is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. That's sad. Anyway, and another thing in this movie's advantage, honestly, it's only an hour and 21 minutes long. Oh, I saw that. I was like, thank God. <laughs> it's like this 20 movie, minutes into it. Like, how much more time do I have left? Oh, I have an hour. Nice. This movie just 
gets its story done. It goes in and it gets out. So. Yes. The little story it has, it tells it real quickly. Like, oh, thank goodness. All right. Now let's get into the disastrous numbers here. So the it disastrous had a, numbers. It had a budget of $47 million. $47 million. And which is surprising to me because the CG effects aren't that great in this movie. No, and these actors aren't big enough. Maybe Megan Fox was the little we see of her. Like these actors aren't big named enough, I guess, at that point to make it. I don't know, Michael Fassbender and um, yeah, but at this time, what like Fassbender wasn't Fassbender. Brolin was kind of Brolin, but even then, Brolin's Brolin until like when. So like these are names, but, but not yeah, John Malkovich. Him, I think the money went to him probably for sure. And I would say Will Arnett, but he only is like in. Like two scenes too. Exactly. Anyway, but yeah, so it had a forty-seven million dollar budget. It only made eleven million dollars worldwide. Eleven million. That's so abysmally bad. Yeah, that's, you, you understand how terrible that is. That's not even. That's not even a quarter of what their budget was. I would warrant. I would put a bet on that. The first Captain America TV thing we saw. Probably would have made more than that box office wise if it was released. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> Eleven million is nothing. That's like an episode of Game of Thrones, probably. Well, these not days. even. Yeah, like that's just, it's so bad it doesn't even land in the top two hundred on box office mojo TJ. <laughs> that's how the lowest ranking number is eighteen million. Okay. That's bad. And these so, are movies I've never heard of before. So doing from 200 to 190 to see what beat it would be is what we're going to do, I'm assuming. Yeah. At 200, a movie called Green Zone, the 2010 re-release. Never heard of it. Nope. At 199 is a movie I heard of called 13 Assassins. I think it's like an, an Asian uh, ninja movie. Don't know. At 198, Head Over Heels. At 197, Norwegian Wood. Sounds like a bad porn movie. At 196, The Servant. Oh, 195. It's a pretty okay movie starring Ryan Reynolds. It's called Buried. Have you mm-hmm. heard of this one? Nope. He is stuck in a in a coffin buried under the ground. I could I can guess what the premise is by the name of it. But. Yeah, it's literally that. It's literally him in a box acting for an hour and a half. It's wow, like, that sounds it's boring. genuinely good. It's genuinely good, trust me. It's better than that you expect. At number 194, Hot Summer Days. At 193, Youth in Revolt. At 192, Another Year. At 191, Hello Ghost. And at 190, Trick the Movie, Psychic Battle Royale. Like, I don't even know movies in the top 20. I couldn't even, so you can't get, even get me to know anything. No. Oh, another John Malkovich movie came out this year, placing at 38. A movie called Red. It's another one we're going to get to, TJ. Red? Yeah, it's about old, uh, retired CIA agents. Oh, and... it's in the other list. Yes. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> but that's that's how bad 11 million is. Let's even give you a top 200 list. Yeah. I think this might be the first superhero movie not to make the list. I th- oh, um, yeah. One, the first one, I guess, released in theaters. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Is that it? You're done with your rant? I want to talk more, but I know next week we're going to talk about the box office again, so I don't want to spoil all the 3D releases and the sequels and the A-Team remake at number 40. Yeah, I don't want to talk about anything else. Unstoppable at number 43. It's a betrayed movie of Denzel Washington and uh, other people. Chris Pine's a good movie. Unstoppable? Movie. Yeah. You like that? I've seen it? No, I'm, I'm thinking what, for some reason when you said Unstoppable, I think I was thinking of Invincible. That's... Is that Mark Wahlberg in that one? Or Matt Damon? Oh, it's not even the movie I'm thinking about. Yeah, Invincible is the freaking Mark Wahlberg Philadelphia Eagles kick. Yeah, one. yeah, that's the. Yeah, that's invincible. not even the movie I was thinking of when you said that. That's just the name to pop in my head. I was thinking of Unbreakable. Oh, Jesus. 
You're way off. The, the Bruce Willis, Samuel <laughs> yeah, Jackson one? That's the movie I was thinking of. But that's not the name that I got. But, wow. You know. Okay. You're like three over, but it's okay. We got to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm going to do for the box office. It's just, that's, I, I try, again, I think they should have just, the same thing they should have done with Batgirl. Just release it and make something back. Even the theaters don't want it, which I assume the theaters are still going to want it. Just release it. Hey, I hope we get something out of it. I don't know. Yeah. You said A, and I was waiting for a B because Did I said a? a. Yeah. And said- B, um, <laughs> revert or re- go back to A. That's, that's okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, when you start listing letters, you, I, I expect the list. I said A? Yes. I should A do that. Yeah. I don't know. B something. I don't know. We'll All get right. to this. Uh, do I want to get to this movie? I see. I know we both semi enjoy, we both tolerated the movie. We're going to review this and we're going to hate it at the end of it, I think. I think we're going to be like, well, this is stupid. This is stupid. You know what? This is actually a one out of ten out of instead of the five we originally gave you or something. We'll see. Uh, So I don't have any trailers for this one, even though I do have the Blu-ray for it. It's so bad. They didn't even put trailers on the Blu-ray. They only only gave me um, uh, cigarettes are bad commercial. That's funny. So not even like no piracy, just like cigarettes are bad. It was like that one. Um, where they show the different cigarette commercials, the camel, how it oh, you know, looks, yeah. looks good, and then at the end, it's the cancer guy. It's like, this is what it really does to you. But yeah, that's all I got. I think we're out of preamble for this movie. What yeah, there's not, again, there's not much to talk about. I'll say this, like, I think Megan Fox got undeservedly a bad of, uh, Razzie nomination for this movie just because she's not in this movie enough to even warrant her nomination as a worst actress. Yeah, up until the climax of the movie, I was like, why is she even in yeah, here? Yeah, she's and in I- it for two scenes, three scenes beforehand. Then you forget she's in it, and like, oh yeah, she's in this. Now she's good. Now she's like a device. Well, she was that's my whole point. She was nothing but a plot device. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess they did use her more than three scenes. And then she rides off to the sunset with them for reasons, like, uh. but she does it. Yeah, it's like what the hell? What? But again, that's like what a character they wasted. Like they wasted all the characters in this movie. Besides the main villain, I guess he's like the most developed? Question mark. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, we'll get. Uh, oh, so comic book wise, this is like loosely based on the character. Um, only obviously Josh Brolin's character, Megan Fox's character, and John Malkovich's character are actual characters. From okay, so her character was a real character. They just didn't know what to do with. Well, they actually changed. All three characters. Okay. So, like, completely changed them. Oh, and uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan's character was also from the comics, but... Jeffrey D. Morgan? Yeah. Uh, uh, the guy from Walking Dead? Uh, the, um, yeah, he... I, Supernatural? I, when, I, I, when I brought him up earlier, you just kind of walked right over him. I was like, oh, I guess you don't care. No, because I was more surprised Dodd was in his damn movie. Jeffrey D. Morgan's in this movie? Yeah, I said who, he. Who did he play? I was like, I I said we haven't seen him since Watchmen, and you're like, oh, I'm, oh. Too, fo- I'm too focused on John Gallagher Jr. So I was like, okay, that's whatever. what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in this movie. Who did, <laughs> who did he play? He's the he's John Malkovich's dead son. John? No, 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 not Gallagher. I'm gonna talk about uh, Morgan. Yeah, no, Jefferson Gore Morgan. Morgan is John Malkovich's dead son that he digs up and talks to. That was him? That was Jeffrey D. Morgan. Holy shit. Yeah. What a waste of good cast, people. <laughs> good actors wasted. Yeah. I'm, I'm 
partial to Jeffrey D. Morgan myself. <sighs> but yeah. You literally have Zod in this. You have... Who's John Malkovich in the MCU? Something, isn't he? John Malkovich in the he, MCU? Did he play in the MCU or DCEU? <sighs> I can find out. I feel like he's in one of these f***ing movies. If not, I'm surprised. No, his last credit is red no no i'm sorry that is um awards we have magneto zod if all these big names you have thanos like literally all the mc people and it's just like wasted willow dark's batman in the lego batman movie for damn sakes but yeah i don't i didn't think i recognized him from any of the he things. just got he's got that that vibe that he was in one of these movies but okay yeah no i don't see him and jeffrey d morgan who would have thought <laughs> oh yeah if only i paid attention to you tj <laughs> You were too distracted by the other stupidity you were doing. What was I talking about before you all? Um, you brought up Jeffrey e. Morgan because I was freaking up. Oh, he was a comic book character. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah, they're the only four that are actually characters in the comics. I mean, the and uh, and they're all changed except for Jeffrey D. E. Morgan's character because I mean, even his backstory is a little changed, but it's he's a plot device. <laughs> And he always was. Hey, the guy who uh, is in a movie called, his name is Rio Hackford. He plays IG-11 in the Mandalorian series. I don't know who you're talking about. It's a robot. And, then I, and you see Mando, right? The Mandalorian I'm not series. talking about that. I'm talking about the first. I don't even know who you're talking about. Well, I was looking, I'm looking at people's IMDb's pages now. And it's like, oh, one, one lady, Julia Jones, was in the Mandalorian series. Is he's serious. But then I see that guy was in the series, too. The only reason I mentioned because he's dead now. So, yeah. Hey, Marcus, call this out, okay? Yeah, no, you weren't gotcha. listening to my comics part of it. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and I was working on IMDb now. Anyway. You ready to jump into the movie proper? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. So we open up with kind of a DC thing with Jonah Hex, but it's only like one panel. Yeah, it's like they're trying to do their version of Marvel Flip. I was like, yeah. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of gave up halfway through. It was like, yeah. <laughs> sort of felt like anyway. Maybe they, they, they were afraid to get sued. Like, we shouldn't do this. We're going to get sued. I don't know. Well, that's what they did. And then we, um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out where we open here. The Civil War. Yeah. Oh, the Civil War is before the main credits. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we open up with um, Jonah narrating his past, essentially. And this is where I had the issue, TJ. Go this. for it. This should have been the movie. Because if you're doing the origin story of someone character like this, if you're, you can't just jump into him. And just, like, feel bad for him because we're going to tell you why he's like this. No, show me why he's like this. Don't give me a voiceover narration over some clips that vaguely show his past and then allude to it somewhat through an hour and a half movie. Make me yeah. care about this character and his family and the, his villain. Right. Like, oh, I hate you because I have to hate you. You hate me because family thing. Like, no, show me this stuff. All right. Well, they, uh, they, they don't explain what really happened. Exactly. And I only know because I read... The Jonah Hex's biography, essentially. Exactly. So like, if, you're, if you're going to do like an hour and a half of a movie, it doesn't have to be a character, a, movie, a comic book movie. If you want people to care about the characters, give them reasons to care about the characters. Just expositioning things right. and making like just telling them, show us. So, all right. Well, now we're gonna have to go into comic history and stuff to really explain that what the hell's going on here. Because Thank you. you. You're gonna have because you. Brought this all on everything here. I, ha I had to because, like, I was watching this and I saw this. Like, they're telling us everything we should care about, but they're not giving us things we should care about. So now I don't care about this character in this movie. It's like kind of shitty because I want to care about this character. But yes, TJ, give me some comic book stuff. All right, so. Jonah Hex made friends with a bunch of people before the Civil War, and when the Civil War happened, he joined with them, and he was a Confederate soldier. Yes, Confederate soldier. 
Yes. That's great. Cool. He's He was a Confederate soldier. And see, but, like, see, 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 he's, he's a Confederate soldier. And then, like, three, two-thirds into the movie, oh, I'm a black guy. You don't like slavery. Like, was he supposed to not like slavery? Like, what? Well, but now that you tell me he's a Confederate soldier, like, oh, cool. But he, does, he doesn't like slavery, and I'm going to get to that in a moment. Yeah, well, that's great. That's like. Yeah, Confederates he, were. He, he was he was only on the Confederate side because everyone he knows and all of his friends were Confederates. Oh, that's, that's so cool. And he doesn't like the government and stuff like that. He's against all that stuff. But yes. when he was a child, his dad was abusive and sold him into slave slavery to the Apache Indians. Mm-hmm. So he was a slave. So he does. That's why he doesn't like slavery. Oh my God, it's Anakin Skywalker. Great, got it. So. <laughs> So, but so when the Civil War happened and they were fighting each other, his conscience got the better of, of them. He abandoned his platoon and went and surrendered to the Union to the Union soldiers. But he wouldn't give up his allies. But the Union soldiers kind of followed his tracks back to the camp and arrest everybody. But and Jonah found like an underground passage or something underneath of his cells, and he was going to help all of his Confederates friends escape but it was really a trap by the union so they can slaughter all of them because they were running out of food to feed all the prisoners so the the escape was justification enough for them to shoot and kill all the confederates and only a handful of them got away including jonah but but because of the what happened the confederates blamed thought jonah uh, betrayed him, and so now both the Union soldiers and the Confederate soldiers all hate Jonah Hex. Why isn't that the movie? Why not give the audience like, oh, we should like the Union. Oh my god, they're monsters. We are rooting for the Confederates. Weird. That's awesome. Oh, then they're both after Jonah for valid f***ing reasons. This is good stuff for our origin story, TJ. But the Confederate, the whole Civil War stuff, literally, what, 30 seconds of the explanation in this? Yes, movie? exactly. Exactly. Everything you just said could ease up in a half hour. Like, like that's a good first act right there. All right, now we we jump into the movie with Jonah being tied to a cross and because you need Jesus metaphors in this movies. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they have to have these in these early two thousand movies. And then um. And then you get exposition of, like, the bad guy played by John Malkovich. You killed my family, now I'm going to make you show you, like, don't well, tell us, show us, guys. going to get to that, too. I know, but, like, man, like. So, yeah, so he's tied ah, to, he's tied to this the is, Sorry, this is screenwriting 101, man. It's so one of these t- screenwriting can 101. I explain what's happening here so I can get the rudest? Because apparently this is going to be the longest part of this whole movie. <laughs> yes. This, is my this first minute, this essentially. I told you. I told you off mic. Within a minute, I was upset with this movie. But yeah, yeah. So John Malkovich's character is named Quentin Turnbull. So he has Michael uh, uh, Jonah Hex tied to the cross and his family inside. And he's going to kill his family because of during the escape, which is technically canon in this, uh, his son got killed in the process. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to take everything from Jonah. So it's... And his son being Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yeah, his son was Jeffrey yes, D. Morgan. Yes, a waste of a goddamn character and actor. Jeb Tenbow. Problem with this is, Jonah Hex never had a family. Oh, but they had to make him sympathetic for reasons. Yes, this is the whole family thing was added into the thing. I mean, he kind of had a family, but not with this Native American woman. All right, so... <laughs> so, we have to go back into the backstory again here. 
when he was in slavery with the Apache Indians, he saved the chief's son, which endeared him to the tribe, and he became adopted and an adopted son to the thing, no longer being a slave okay. to the chief. He, the son of the chief, didn't like this, was jealous, and they fell in love with the same woman. Okay, and so on the rite of passage to manhood at the age of eighteen. Um, the chief's son betrayed Jonah and left him to die against other Indians, so forth and so forth. Years later, he comes back and finds, finds that um, the chief's son is what the girl who was supposed to be wife, which is, I'm assuming, the wife in the mo- in this movie because she's Native American. Is she Native American? The wife in the movie, yes. Okay. It, they, when they go back into the flashback things, they show the, a Native American woman. Gotcha. And, what, and he goes and he's like, he left me to die and there was like no proof and stuff like that. So they say we'll have to we'll do this by trial by combat, the chief's son and Jonah. But Jonah broke the rules somehow and stabbed um the chief's son, killing him, which causes the tribe to give Jonah the scars on his face. Uh so just their G uh Quentin whoever's name is didn't scar him. Yes, no. Okay. Because Quentin scars him, keeps him alive in this movie, so that it would be a reminder that he um, always... Why keep him alive? Because... So the movie has to movie. But yeah, I like... so the story can have the story, essentially. <laughs> like, because you this think is... he would just let him, like, die and kill For him. the same reason they gave him a family for no reason to give him sympathetic stakes when you could have just as easily just... God. Not, you know what I mean? It's all Dumb. bull crap. Yeah, it's just pure stupidity. And like, if you're really heartbroken over your family dying, you're going to kill that man, too. Right. Or at least keep him in your prison it's, forever. It's, it's a stupid, typical revenge plot yeah. movie, and it's, and it's nowhere near as original as that. Like, No. They kind of combine a bunch of things into one story here. It's like, oh, he does all this. Yeah, it's like, and like everything you just told me about the Native American, like all that shit. And him being in the Rebels of a like everything that could be the first movie that could have been the movie and it would have been a great movie. Now keep the villain alive to go into the second one. I say we can franchise. That's how you make a damn movie, guys. Now even though Quentin Turnbull in the comics was like a returning antagonist, mm-hmm. it wasn't this guy. It was just like he just went after revenge for Jonah for killing his son. You know what I mean? But yeah. he didn't kill his family and stuff like that. It was basic comic book plots. You know, he mm-hmm. framed them for murder and stuff like that. This mastermind thing trying to destroy America that they got going on here, not in the comics. Would you say off the off the mic it was uh, Wild Wild West? Yeah, Wild Wild West. It, it, wild. It, it is. It's like a watered down Wild Wild West. Which, again, I don't mind the whole destroy America thing at this time period. It's cool. It's a different thing to go for, but... Yeah, but it yeah. was literally created for this movie. God. So, and like, I just want to point out, I am not an expert of Jonah Hex. I did all the street shirts yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> If only in 2010 they would have done the same thing. So they could have and gone to the comic book store. Like I literally read one comic book of Jonah Hex, the first comic he was in, and that's all I did for this. And that's all you did was one comic, and then I read the Wikipedia page. They 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 literally read one comic book and they yada yada over the whole thing in one minute, and they did their own thing with it. Like that's eh, good enough. <laughs> so assholes. That's funny. Oh man. But yeah. But honestly, that's it for, like, his backstory is really the most interesting thing, because the rest of it is him just being a bounty hunter and stuff, and 
there's a few things that happen. We'll go in a little bit of comic books when we get to the other character that's from the comics because everyone else is not from the comics at all. God, so. that's sad. Well, yeah, so Turnbull uh, kills uh, Genix Hex's family and scars him, turning him into Jonah. Well, he brands him, and we learn later that he does the scars even further they erase the brand essentially yeah so and then they leave him on the cross there they keep him alive but they leave him on the cross to die right dumb why do that just kill well, the damn man well my point is even if you go the opposite they said we're gonna let you live but exactly. to leave him on the cross to die <laughs> like everything he said it was just like contradicting himself like you're just but like i like i get it some like they they used to use crucifixions as executions back in the day so mm-hmm. so it's it's an effective way to kill somebody if you really wanted to but that wasn't the point of no because it's the wild west you hang the man by a neck well like and do a but slow no, no, my point too. is that wasn't even the point they wanted him to live i know then like make him your prisoner keep him in your prison forever like there you go like there's ways of making him live and suffer yeah i don't know but anyway so they leave him there and then we cut into like an animated comic book thing yeah. explaining that he became a bounty hunter and he came close to death. Now crows follow him around. Literally the whole movie. I would rather, because they say all this and they say all this shit and then they get to the scenes where that comes relevant and they, and they still expositions what the rules are. Like give me a one hour and a half movie of all of this. And I don't need the exposition. Like, Oh, I'm holding this dead man. If I put dirt on top of your head, it just soothes the, no man, you don't exposition this shit. You just, Know what's funny about all the supernatural stuff? Not from the comics. Really? Jonah Hex is just the uh, outlaw, really good with guns. He has See, no powers. And I like both tastes. I like that he's a. I like that in the comics that like he's originally just I'm a badass dude. But I also like the supernatural shit. Like he could have a girlfriend. I mean, yeah, or maybe 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 like a character that does that for him. Probably a sidekick. Like there's ways of doing this. Properly. I didn't mind his supernatural elements. No. It was just it was just weird that they gave him superpowers for no yeah. reason. Like but, it's a it's a cool thing to have. Like I need to talk to the dead, and I'll tell me thing. That's cool. It's cool. It's well executed. Yeah. In fact, the only re- Jonah Black Hex is actually blind in one eye in the mm-hmm. comics, and he's still remarkable with both guns. So See, that's cool. God, what a waste. But yeah. So yeah, the and the animated thing, we get the explanation about his superpowers, and which is pretty much him being able to talk to the dead when he touches a corpse. That's the extent of it, I think. Maybe not being able to be killed so easily, too. Yeah, yeah, because he does take his shots a few times. He can't die. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They don't really go into any of that. And but I think all- after like at them adding all, I think what they did with all this is they saw Ghost Rider, and they saw Constantine, and they saw whatever popular Western movie was out at the time. Like, you know what? We should make all three of those together. And they got this. If they saw Ghost Rider and Constantine, they should have ran away the other direction because those movies flopped hard, too. I know. That's why. And it's, this movie, but this movie has the same feel as those movies. Yeah, it does. It, it has does. The, like the emptiness of almost something, but like not there. It's just a bunch of cool ideas. Oh, did you hear? Through line. <laughs> what? Did you hear? I'm afraid. Hear what? They're apparently doing a sequel to the Constantine. Movie oh, yeah. With Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I was like, huh? Do we need this? But I kind of want it. Because I remember I was not hating the movie. Nay, we, we, we came off, like, average on the movie. But... Yeah, but we had our things like, I don't think they should make a sequel to it. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. like Keanu Reeves, though, so I kind of give a bye to anything he's Yeah, in. same. It's like, <laughs> they got my ticket. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> but like, huh, okay. But that movie wasn't good, and that's not really a good Constantine, but whatever. As long as they, <laughs> as long as they keep... Yes. 
what's his name out of it? Shia LaBeouf. Oh, they will. Oh, yeah, he was in that movie. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. We don't yeah, need but... him. We don't need him coming back. And that's that's Marvel or is that DC? Constantine's DC. Okay, so like I said, they're doing it so they can add him to the blade and all that shit. But okay, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm my curiosity is peaked. I want to see this. Well, yeah, it's, you brought up Constantine. So. Yeah, but yeah, that's what they saw that and they saw Ghost Rider and they said, let's make that a western. Like, wow, so. we are like three minutes into this. Movie. <laughs> I told you, I was like, that's like okay, audience. Like if you guys could get past through that first five minutes of the movie, you probably could stomach the rest of the film. That was my biggest gripe of the whole movie is like just exposition and I'd rather watch that movie than the movie we got. That's all. And then um, then the animation thing, they we finish off by finding out that the Turnbull was ki- killed in a hotel fire and he can't get his revenge so he turns the bounty hunting. And that's how you end the first movie. Yep. That's how you end the first movie. And now we're, and we're, now we're in the sequel, guys. That's the sequel. <laughs> And then, then we get a big, we get the opening credits, and then there's a big Jonah Hex in the desert, and we actually get... How, how good would that be, though? Thinking about like, the first movie, Civil War guy, conflicted with reality, fights Native Americans, like, all that. It'd be a great first movie. And the second movie, he's a bounty hunter? What's going on? This is really cool. Power still? It's like, cut that out, Marcus. For the... What? Like, come on. It'd yeah, be I'm... good movies. Yeah. <laughs> If obviously uh, executed properly, yeah, like, I, I don't with, know. with confidence and shit. Like my that. whole my whole problem with it is you have the you have depiction of the Civil War and then the depiction of Native Americans and slavery, and you need a really confident storyteller to be able to do those. Yes, right. <laughs> but people like Civil War in history, especially if you're going against the Union. If, like not glorifying the confederacies either just focus on the guy not the why they're doing the thing and like i think and like i said native americans and slavery if you balance that properly and not make it too cartoonish and too stereotypy it could be a strong solid movie yeah, let alone comic book movie i just don't the people that dc hires to do their movies no, yeah i just don't see yeah. it working especially not in 2010 yeah, i was gonna say especially into 2010 because that was the era of the, of the writer's strike so yeah i think that this probably suffered from that as well so yeah so, i think i think doing it now could be done well it could be done really well i don't know dc's on fire okay let's not say dc let's say dc out of it but doing that concept would be doing really well yeah like, if, well, look, look at firefly fireflies are pretty much a metaphor for the Civil War, and we're, we're focused on the Confederate side of it, so that's a good... That's Firefly? A, that's uh, Josh Whedon um, sci-fi. Oh, I, I never saw it. What? No, I oh. own the entire series. TJ! Never watched it. We should watch those! But it's essentially a metaphor in sort of like the Civil War in space, and we follow the Confederate side of it. And it's okay. really well, it's a popular series. And I think it's, if you again, done confidently and competently enough, it'd be an intriguing fun emotional ride okay let me get off my let me get off my pedestal let's get into the proper movie i'm sorry it's fine we're only three minutes in it's okay <laughs> damn it marcus it's supposed to be a short one it really was <laughs> anyway I, I, I have a strong feeling we're going yada yada over a lot in this movie though so i i did like the opening credits where they showed the giant jonah hex in the foreground and like the live action in the background walking like through it almost oh yeah yeah i just thought it was neat i'd never seen that in a superhero movie before oh the giant jonah hex word oh i see what yeah. you're talking about the yeah, yeah, giant yeah. jonah hex word i thought you meant like him giant like, like i don't remember seeing that. no like giant like letters and then them going right from it it's that's stylized i liked it yeah and we get the opening scene of jonah hex riding into a town with three dead corpses dragged behind his horse which is kind of the opening scene from the opening comic oh really yeah it's kind of the same thing i mean they changed 
how it plays out. Okay. But like, and there was only two bodies in there, but this is essentially the first scene from the comic books here. That's pretty cool. I like that. So he goes into town and he's like, I killed your guys for you. That was terrorizing your town. And the leader of the town's like, that's awesome. And Jonah's like, okay, pay me the bounty. And he's, and he's like, nah, we're going to kill you. And then Jonah kills them all. Yep. Yep. Giant gunslinging thing. Oh, this is where we find out that he has Gatling guns on his horse. And that never come back again in the movie. No. It's just, I, mean, I remember that being in the trailer too. Like, oh, that's cool. No, that's the long time you see it. Yep. Nope. So his Gatling gun's horse kills all the uh, townsfolk. Not townsfolk, but the corrupt politicians. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just looking at my notes. Okay, I was I'm thinking not- to myself, why did the guy say, "Nah, I'm going to kill you," and still have the money on him? Like he initially was going to pay him. I was like, "Nah, I don't want to do that anymore." Like, what changed I mean, his mind? It's like 1800s. Maybe they didn't trust the bank. Maybe there doesn't look like there is a bank. Okay. But then he goes, okay, then how about this? He deputizes some random citizen. Hold on, we're not there yet. Okay, okay, because I had issues with this shit, too. <laughs> because I forgot to mention, he brought the three bodies. They weren't going to pay him because he said he didn't bring all four. And then he throws a decapitated head to him, saying he was too fat to carry on his horse. I like that. So, and then he was like, okay, well, we're not paying. And then we're going to, then he kills him with the Gattaca. And after he kills everybody and blows up the town... He, well, he doesn't blow up the town quite yet, but he deputizes some guy. He gives, takes the sheriff's badge, puts it on him, says, hey, good, good job, and then blows up the town. It's, well, just the house. The but why? House. Why? Why what? Why give a man a deputy ship? Like, okay, you're the new warden, deputy sheriff. By the way, I'm going to blow this house up now. It's your mess because I'm an asshole. Why would he do that? Why blow the house up? Like, it's a little, like, it's cool cinematically. Like, why why, why blow up the house for the cool cinematic? Yeah, it's like, oh, I got to run away in flames. Because you, you have <laughs> leaking gas. You can't not use it. That's why. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so stupid. It's as, so dumb. As, for the, as for the deputizing thing, I don't think Jonah Hex has the authority to deputize anybody. Exactly. So I don't think it matters that it's he like, did that. Well, the guy's but mentally I, I challenged, thought, so he's nicely just like, I'm a deputy. But I also think it was just like, he got, he's got he got a soft spot for certain things. Yes, yes. And we learned that later. Yes. I, I, thought, I thought the whole scene was stupid. <laughs> it's like, why are you pulling the house up? Well, right from right from <laughs> the machine gun horse, I was like, this is silly. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. my my expectations <laughs> from the movie went from mild to super low. Same, same. Like, okay, this is the kind of move we're going in for. Huh? Yeah, this is like, oh, okay, I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> so the explosion didn't bother me. It's, it's so literally crazy. logic be damned. Because when he reveals the Gatlins, like, the horse clearly never had them on him in the first place. I don't think a horse probably could carry at that point. It just seems so impractical on so many levels. Ugh. Yeah. Um. The train. Is it the train? I'm trying yeah. to figure out what my next note says. Because it says, oh, no, okay, yeah. So yeah, now we cut to the train and we learn that Jonah Hex is wanted because of a wanted poster that flies into the train for some reason. Because segways. And then we're on a, tr- I wrote the train of Union because it's just a train with Union soldiers on it and civilians carrying we- a dangerous weapons for some reason. It was probably how they did things back in the day. Like it's probably historically accurate, I feel. I don't like, know how, but like. They like. They travel civilians with dangerous weapons and Union soldiers. Yeah, I, I um, how am I going to justify this? Like, I, I feel I'm just making an educated guess. You know, the like OSHA didn't exist back. There's no regulations back then. Like, okay, wealthy people, Union people, and the weapon, dangerous weapons 
all at once, saves time, saves money. I think that I, was the logic back then. I guess you could have had the rich people, you know, pay for the escort. Yeah, I I that's suppose. it. Exactly. I suppose that's possible, but I'm just thinking the union has probably has its own trains and stuff. Why would they be escorting a bunch of like rich people? Yeah, I have no idea. This movie doesn't explain shit to you, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I mean, question. this is just here so that they can be killed. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, spoilers, Turnbull's group gang shows up and robs the train. In a fun chain robbery scene. That's I like trains. Fun. I love trains. No, it's not right. fun at all. I love trains. I love trains so much, TJ. So I'm sold on that point. I like, oh, trains. I'm sold. Oh, yeah. So oh, there's, get... they, like, two of, the, two of the union people, like, turn their hats around and mass fall out. That's really stupid. Yeah, they were disguised as union soldiers there yeah. so that they could take it have a drop on them and they sacrificed them too yeah because they the turnbull d- manages to s- detach the car and he blows up the all the civilians and the union soldiers i get blowing up the union soldiers but why did you kill all the innocent civilians no witnesses that's they, it was just it's just a literally to establish that turnbull doesn't care about he's just he's trying to say this is the monster who does bad things yeah Ooh. That's yep. all it is. And the guy that blows it up is oh, uh, Michael Fassbender. Yes, his yes. name's Burke. He's like who, the guy, and, he, and he's an Irish stereotype. So, so bad. Like, it, like it's just <laughs> he's not like Lucky Charms, but he's very just Irishy. A nineteen eighteen hundred Irish. Is he a part of the comics at all? Or no, no. Oh, of course. Just like just a, just a terrible stereotype created by the people. Yep. So, yep. No, to be fair, he does do the role really well. It's fine. I mean. Yeah. He seems like a good actor in this role because he didn't go over the top with it. He just did just enough. I got a major problem with his character towards the end. Oh. We'll, we'll get to that. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, they rob it and then we cut over to President Ulysses S. Grant for reasons. Why? Because Wild, Wild West did it, TJ. Is that why? Oh. I don't think it was Grant. Was it Grant? It might have been Grant. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting close to the centennial of America. America's going to be 100 years old. And Turnbolts, but they find out Turnbolts alive. And they, I forget who the inventor was that created. They used the, the credit of creating this super weapon. <laughs> but there apparently there's, there's a super weapon that was created. And they decided not to build it. But they didn't get rid of all the plans and stuff. So that's what, what essentially uh, John Malkovich's character is collecting. Yep, doomsday weapons. And so the president grants like, okay, we need you. We need to stop them. Go find Jonah Hex. Okay, I guess the government's incompetent, but whatever. Yeah, why do you why do you need Jonah Hex for? Just that's because exactly he encountered what the lute- guy one time. That's exactly what his lieutenant says. Why yeah. do we need this bounty hunter? But I mean, we have whatever. the goddamn United States government. Why would we need Jonah Hex for? Like, do they even know he's magical yet? I know there's like rumors from being. I don't think they ever know he's magical. Yeah, so why the f*** do we need Jonah Hex? <laughs> because he's a bounty hunter and a war hero, they said. Like, I was confused at first. I was like, did are they betraying Jonah Hex as part of the Union? Yeah. But, no, he's always, he was a confederate in this, so, so at even, least I got that right. Even then, why have him then? Like, he's a... He's an enemy of the state. I'm man. just saying, it would have been almost like whitewashing if they would have made him a oh, yeah. soldier. So, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. wait, what? 
Oh my goodness. Anyway, after all that, we get introduced to Megan Fox's character, Lila Black. Lila Black. Who is a character from the comics, only her name's not Lila Black, it's Tola Black. Why change the name? They wanted to, you know, oh look, this is a character from the comics. Why at the change? end. At the end. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was... So, funny thing is, Tola Black, not a prostitute in the comics. It's just another uh, Wild West stereotype. <sighs> What is she in the comics then? She it's was. Like they, start, they, they got Megan Fox, and I feel like every time they get Megan Fox in a movie, they have to show her being uh, a lady of the night in some aspect because she's got a good looking body. So let's show it off, guys. Well, sex is Hollywood. Tola Black in the comics was savagely raped and mutilated by a man who murdered her family. Jesus Christ! Of course, <laughs> of course, and leaving her with scars all over her body. So of course they're not going to show that in this. Yeah, no. Um, Jonah Hex joins up with her and helps her gain vengeance on the people who did that to her. They become an item. Eventually, um, she gets pregnant with a child with. Jonah Hex, a girl, but the ki- girl is killed before she is born. Oh my god, it's so dark. Yeah. And after a great sequel story. God damn it, I'm so dark. I want to see this, not as a movie, but as a TV show, TJ. <laughs> like, there's just so much potential with the Jonah Hex series. Yeah, I mean, it's... This is... I mean... Jonah Hex, the series, kind of takes a lot of the weird turns. Like, we don't really goes into supernatural territory and stuff. Yeah. But like the, the pieces are there. Yes. And I think the turns are just weird enough to keep the audience engaged for a season. Yeah. So like I think that's I think this I think it's not he's not popular enough, so like if you do change some shit, most people won't get pissed off about it. So like I think it's a good character to like to dive into that way. But yeah, I mean like the pieces are there. And I think if I don't know, it was it's 2010. I I don't see them getting away with a lot of the stuff. No, but I'm saying do if they do it now. I'd love to like, see this. Yeah, now. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there that can be done, like an HBO show. Oh my god, TJ, how great would it be? So exclusive of HBO Max. I would watch the shit out of this. We should make this. <laughs> like I was watching this movie. I was like, these are good concepts and ideas throughout the movie. Poorly executed, but like as it's just like a five season show or whatever. How long you want to last and end it? I'd watch it, especially because it's westerns, and westerns are always semi-popular and always cheap to make. Because westerns, California's desert, running out of water. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, but in this, she is not any of that. Nope, she's Megan Fox. <laughs> she's Megan Fox. Uh, we learned that she's a prostitute, and we only really see her with one other guy besides Jonah. But Jonah, how the f- you make her? How you gonna make her a prostitute? That's like so against her character. I mean. <sighs> Literally, she was raped and then scarred. Nothing about that will make me like make that as a prostitute. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't think they looked at it from a comic book point of view. I think they looked at it as, "Hey, this is a western. What do western women do? Oh, they're <laughs> prostitutes. So we're gonna do that." Damn it! Damn this movie, TJ. And oh, look, we got Megan Fox. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, let's you know, let's God. do this. But let's have her on for only two percent of the movie, into the guys, because. I can imagine a comic book fan in the theater watch at this like I love doing the extra fun making a movie. I'm like what the fuck is this? God, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. You're pretty outraged for. I'm generally not outraged. I'm just like highly disappointed by the choices they made. I'm but just... I generally have like no like fuck this movie anger. So detached from the comic book lore <laughs> to this that I did even learning. I'm like, oh, that's cool in the comics. I might go back and read those comics. Yeah, but, but see, but see. I wasn't. <laughs> 
I wasn't mad at the uh, movie for not following it. That's how detached from the lore I was from it. No, and I wasn't when I watched the movie. I wasn't mad at that. But now that I'm learning more about it, I just keep seeing the things I would rather see. Yeah, but my point is, I'm not getting angry at the movie for not implementing this stuff. I'm just like, oh. I'm like, I'll check out the good stuff. Yeah, I was just upset. That's all. I was just like disappointed. Yeah, just disappointed this movie had decent source material and it shows them give us this. Yeah, I mean. Literally, I guess, literally, like I said, the first five minutes could have been the movie. That's been, always the problem with movies, right? They have, they, you when they adapt something, it's usually because the adaptation is from good source material yeah. and they just don't use it properly. Which is just buying, like, oh, okay, we, there we, we, got it. we got the IP for a good product, for a good property. Let's let's they got they got a blueprint litter in front of us. We got comics. These are storyboards. Let's do that, guys. No, okay, whatever. But you know that's that's always been a complaint since day one. So, anyways, he gets in. He, uh, the U.S. government breaks into the sex room. Well, we didn't get to that part yet. But oh my yes. god, we're not there yet. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so Jonah Hex shows up, and you know we get the exposition that they're kind of together, kind of not. And then they sleep together, and the next morning, then, yes, the U.S. government comes in and tries and says they're drafting Jonah Hex into the U.S. military. He says, no. And they're like, but Turnbull's alive. He's like, okay. And he goes with them. <laughs> That's how that scene went. Anyway, so they take him to their lieutenant guy, and they're like, lieutenant guy doesn't want him there. And he's like, wait. We caught one of their guys, but he died during interrogation. Jonah says, I'm going to go talk to him anyway. But he's dead. I don't care. I'm going to go talk to him. So he goes over and touches him, and the guy comes back to life. Because apparently when Jonah Hex touches somebody, he can talk to a corpse. He can talk to the dead. It's pretty cool. And they can only, the longer, the shorter they've been alive, the quicker their body burns up. I don't know what the implications of all of that is, but. Okay. It, it's so they can justify why he talks to his friend longer. That's why. No, I just don't. <laughs> who cares? They're already dead, right? When you let go, they're going to still be dead. What difference if they go, like if their corpse is burnt? So that's so the information he can get out of. I guess once the ash, they can't get him again. I don't know. Yeah, I know, but it, I mean, obviously, it's painful for the corpse. But like, does it do something? Does it like destroy their afterlife? Does it like? Send them to hell. God damn it, TJ. <laughs> Again, more things the movie shows you, but like, I don't know. That's, that was my biggest issue yeah. with all this. I'm like, because it's a big point at the end of the movie that he does this to somebody. Yes. And I'm like, but that doesn't, what does that do? Is that matter? <laughs> couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. So that that was my issue with the whole supernatural powers. <laughs> I didn't explain it and it didn't feel like there was any consequence to it. Yeah, like yeah, when you think like if we break it down, you're right. There is no consequence. Like I can bring you back, talk to you, and you're gone. Anyway, he talks to this corpse, and the corpse tells him this. I, I guess I guess it's a way for them to show like he can't do it forever. No, I he, got he you. He can't keep someone around and like just talk to him and have an, like, an undead friend with him. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I understand that part of it, but I just don't understand it from. A lore perspective. Um, from a lore perspective and from the dead person's point of view, sure, they're in a lot of pain, but the moment they burn up, they're not in pain anymore. And if they're just going back to where they were, what difference does it make? You say, nope, let me burn. Yeah. And I was thinking about that. Like when a, deaf, when a dead person gets brought back to this realm while well, Jonah talking to them, do they like disappear from the other realm? Like let's say there's like a bunch of them talking in this circle. Does the guy just like disappear? Like, oh, where'd where Tony go? And he comes back. Oh, that guy's was, like, how's that work from the other side? I was just, just a lot of questions. <laughs> a lot of questions about it. 
What's even weirder is when he touches them and brings them back, their body like turns to back to normal. They're no longer corpses. Yeah, like regular people. I was expecting just a corpse to talk, but no, they're like humans again. Like that's it's, yeah. it's a cool effect. It was a cool effect. But I was expecting more of like the speak with dead spell from D and D. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm. It's, but that's cool because it shows like, oh, there's a hell. That's kind of scary. Like there's actually because he's one of the guys mentions they're talking about you. Uh, Jonah. Well, that's the whole Constantine problem, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I was like, I don't know, man. Anyway, so he gets the corpse to tell him who hired him because he doesn't know where Turnbull is. He only knows the person that hired him. And then he puts Jonah puts dirt on his head because apparently if you put dirt on their head, they don't burn up. So for reasons, you, you could talk to him forever if he just kept sprinkling dirt on their head. I, I thought he was going to do that, too. Like, this is... So, that there's really no problem with bringing your argument that this just shows they can't talk with forever. Does it make sense if they could just put dirt on them? I don't know. I got, I got nothing. Couldn't he, just, couldn't he just, like, do a, an instance where he digs up a corpse and just has him, leaves the face unburied and the rest of them buried and just talk to them that way? And then yeah. they will never burn up. Maybe that's too cartoonish for the director. He's like, I, I, I got, I got. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. They, they created the superpower for this movie. They can exactly have any rules that they wanted. Yep, yep. They didn't explain any of it. Nope. Maybe they just thought it was cool. I'm like I don't, I don't know. Anyway, he's going. And you think it should be like a one-time thing for each corpse? I can't do it again with this corpse. So. Once I let go, you're dead for permanently. Like I don't know, I don't know, man. Anyway, he's going southeast now, to this, to the this to Michael Shannon essentially. Oh, okay. And during his trip there, we learn he scarred his face even worse so that he and have to look at the uh, brand. Then we cut over to Charleston, South Carolina, where. Turnbull is talking to some rich guy, I guess, who's helping him. Yeah, his, he's only uh, in like he's like in two scenes. He's his so. hammer. He's the uh, uh, funding and stuff. He's the hammer, right? From uh, uh, Iron Man too. The guy's funding Whiplash. Oh, he's oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's just paying for all the shit. Yeah, I guess he's afraid of Turnbull or whatever. Whatever. He's not important because he's literally in two scenes. So yeah, and he's just like everything's on track essentially. But I, I can't I can't tell you where this last thing is. And then he threatens them and then he tells them where the thing is and then they go steal the orange balls the dragon balls the dragon balls yeah so michael fan steals the dragon balls from a bank and i think which would have been a cool scene to see yeah the, we just cut to them open yeah. the safe and like, a bunch of corpses lying on the ground like that's a lot of dead bodies you guys took down for these dragon balls i would love to see that happen but okay Sure, I'd rather see the dinner happen, I guess, then. Whatever. We gotta show that he's threatening this guy, because this guy's important. <laughs> Again, I don't have any true anger to it. This movie is just like, what a waste. It's a wasted opportunity. <laughs> so then we go cut to back to Jonah Hex, who's goes. Oh, shit, a- that is Michael Shannon. Oh, my God, TJ. Wow. Damn. Uh, did you not believe the credits? No, it was just like, who the f- did he play? Like, I did not remember seeing his because he's just Michael Shannon. He's got a recognizable face and voice. But like when you see it again, like oh shit, that is him. Wow, I was more focused on that weird vampire thing they had. <laughs> <laughs> it did look like a vampire from Blade Two. <laughs> yes, it? yes. I was like, why the f- this thing here? Again, another cool idea. It's just like, why is this? Okay, sure. How did you come a- this way? But whatever, sure. <laughs> So Jonah Hex goes to a fight pit, essentially, where this big muscle belt guy is fighting uh, Nosferatu. Yes. Who I guess is getting superpowers from Rattlesnake Venom. 
because oh. he's like a snake or something. I don't know. Or That's maybe he was a guy they tortured into like who believed in the uh, what do you call those guys who would go from town to town and sell shit? Snake oil salesman. Snake like he believed that kind of shit. Like got body modification. Like this is cool lore. Let's get into this, guys. I don't know. Anyway, the fight scene is not even important. We it's see like two, second, two seconds of the fight, and then Jennifer Hex shows up and says, Michael Fassbender, tell me where. Or not Michael Fassbender. Mike, Michael Shannon. Not even Michael Shannon. Some other dude telling him. It's the sheriff, but like it's not. I think it's like a no name. Huh? It's not, like, it's not Michael Shannon talking. Oh, yeah. He's interrogating somebody. I don't know. Yeah, some some dupe is not Michael Shannon. Cause I would remember that was Michael Shannon. Anyway, sorry. He's te- he's te- he's interrogating this guy and saying, tell me where uh, jo- uh, John Malkovich is. <laughs> and he's like, join us. And he's like, no. Then you're going to die. Okay. I'm going to throw you in a pit. And he throws him in a pit. Does he tell him where? I don't recall. I do not recall, DJ. He must have. He he must have told him. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. No, he did it because he goes to the guy's grave. Oh, right. He says, he says, you go, go ask Jeb. Yes. Oh "Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe I will. And then he throws him into a pit and I guess he gets killed by the snake guy because we don't see it. Yeah. Anyway. As he's leaving, he sees that these four guys are just picking on this dog for no reason. And so he evens the odds, takes them out, and then the dog takes out the last guy. And now the dog's following Jonah Hex for some reason. Fun he's fact, TJ. It's called the kick the dog moment. It's made popular in Western movies. So you like bad guy or some bad people uh, harm a defensive creature, a dog usually, or some kind of thing that the audience members will like sympathize with and so when the good guy comes along and beats up these bad people you root more for the good guy in that situation or even the bad or, or a hero who isn't truly a good guy that's a fun fact for you oh i thought you kicked the dog because it was just fun see see audience tj's a bad guy now and i'm not usually the good guy but since i'm gonna pet tj in his pit i'm kidding but that's what that is that's a kick the dog moment okay whatever i don't watch it much enough western movies to know that trope this is doing everything they didn't uh mandalorian when they we're beating a baby Yoda, because why would you beat a baby Yoda for? Stuff like that. Eh, whatever. Moving on. Jonah Hex goes to the cemetery. The dog doesn't really go into the cemetery because of reasons, I guess. I don't know. And he goes in, and he digs up Jeb, who John Malkovich's son. And, hey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's in this movie. <laughs> and, you know, Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan beats him up for a little while. And then they finally talk, and he's like, hey, I didn't want to kill you. It just kind of happened. And... They kind of make up, and then he's like, Dean Morgan said, I've been watching you both, and he's like, go here, this is where my dad is. They cut back over to Lila, who is having problems with her stalker, and she pulls a gun on him, and that's that. Yeah, okay, what's what's that storyline? What's what's the point of that storyline? Well, it's not there yet. What? That's just part two of the storyline. We got one more part before. I know, but like, this is stupid. And then we go to... Jonah Hexes is M, not M. O? No, it's M. From Q. 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 Q, you're right. Q. 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 Who's M? I, there is an M, isn't there? Yeah, M's the head of the Secret Service. Oh, okay. Who's the guy who makes all the gadgets? Q. Uh, who? Oh, oh, mom is M. Oh, okay, I'm thinking, okay, got it. Well, M's the leader of the Secret Service. The female, the, Judy Jane Dench, right? In the newer movies, in the yeah. originals, in the early versions, it's a guy. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, yeah, it's mom and that because of that but you know yeah it's always been m even in yes i think even in real secret service it's it's m god that's so cool too anyway he goes to his queue and gets crossbow explosive guns oh q's the black slave guy by the way 
Yeah, Lance Reddick. Yes. And he's like, hey, got anything new? And he's this is where they get, argue about, you know, slavery and stuff like you were talking about earlier. And he's like, yeah, I got something new. And this is, yeah, he gets crossbow explosive bolts, things that look like guns. I don't know. It looks like it should be in something like Van Helsing. Yes. Yes, TJ. Yes. <laughs> Yes. It was like, weird here. It just seems like this is such a pointless weapon to have. I was like, are you going to go home vampires now? Right. I don't know what this is. I mean, we saw a vampire earlier, so it would make sense. The I afterlife just, I, is a thing, so it, cool. just fit, it just didn't fit in this movie. I don't no, it's weird it, to me. Yeah, I felt like, this is weird. Not grenades or something for this? Okay. That black guy, he's the uh, uh, hotel manager in the John Wick series. So people who understand that kind of stuff can know. Okay. Just so you know. So he goes, Sergio Hex goes to the place with the fort and he's like searching for stuff while the bad guy's monologuing about his plan to destroy America on its 100th birthday because of the evil union. Ugh. And monologue's just for the audience because he's telling it to his guy who's been with him since day one. Yeah. So why are you telling him this? Oh, it's for the audience. Got it. And meanwhile, Jonah Hex is discovering the plans and where he's going to be and stuff. Ugh, and, the sloppy writing. And it, and it just gets to. Then they happen to run each other into a hallway <laughs> when there was no one around. Oh, and then man. suddenly there's about 40 guys for Jonah Hex to blow up. <laughs> this is such a badly made movie. And then Jonah Hex goes and defeats everybody. But then he gets shot in the chest with a shotgun by Michael Fassbender. And then he's trying to stay away from 30 more guys. And then he escapes on his horse and kind of dies on a uh, dies on his horse along the way. And as he's I guess as he's running away, he's like having this oh, like his life flashing before yeah. his eyes where he's fighting Turnbull in his in his. Was that now or was that later? That's happening now, according to my notes. Yeah, it does. Ha- it's such a no. Before that, oh, it does happen. It's such a. It was such a weird thing to have. And the, yeah, so he's having a dream fight in his thing. Meanwhile, Turnbull is testing his new weapon on a town that he's going to destroy with Dragon Balls, and he does it. And then after that, we cut back to Laya start epic's conclusion of her stalker where you know the stalker's like ha i'm the one that got jonah hex out of here now you're mine you're gonna do as i say and he's she's like no i'm not i'm gonna stab you and then she stabs him and that's the end of that epic thing it'll be so stupid <laughs> be so bad so <laughs> So essentially, the stalker was in love with her, and she's in love with Jonah, and he's possessive. So he she's trying to take her, and she's like, "I'm not owned by anybody," and he she kills her because but you know they do. They finish off that story arc of her an hour into the movie. We realize shit. We got twenty minutes left. This character's kind of. I was like, is that all this character's here for? For this, right? Let's let's kidnap her and bring it in later. Then that's, like. that's what I was, I was like. That was the only place it could have gone at this point. It's yep. like we needed to wrap up this stupid plot line. We're like, we got making Fox here. We got to use her. I yes. guess. Let's. We spent this, this much money on her. We gotta get your worth out of her. Let's throw her three scenes with this one guy. The guy has no fucking point in the story. <laughs> Except, except he's the one that told them where Jonah Hex was, apparently. Yeah, but, like, come on. God, stupid. Anyway, while that happened, Jonah Hex finally, like, falls off his horse and is dying. But now there's a different dog. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's like, okay. Why is there a different dog? What happened to the other dog? Because the other dog does come back later. Because this is the Indian tribe dog. Oh, uh, this is the Indian tribe, because the Indian tribe comes and saves them. Sorry, I'm sorry, the Native American tribe. 
Whatever. And so, you know, and as he's the Native American tribe saves him, they start doing their ritual again that they did in the beginning of the movie to save him in the first place. Because I didn't mention that they saved him in the beginning of the movie when he was hung by the cross and he was close to death until he got his superpowers. And now they're doing it again, and as they're doing it, he's reliving and reliving his past trauma of his pa- his family getting killed. Only we see the family and his son and stuff this time. And then uh, is this where? Yeah, and then a crow erupts from his mouth for some reason because that's the because symbolism. And, and his buckshot turns into like goo moss on his chest. I guess I don't know magic. Then he goes and sends because brown help. people are magical because they're weird and different. We don't understand their culture, so it's just magic to us. Well, there you go. And then there's a, <laughs> then Jonah goes and gives a telegram saying, "Hey, come to this spot," which was pointless because we'll get to that in a moment. And then we go, we get to the end of the movie essentially, where we get to the harbor because they're going to fire the Dragon Balls at the president's speech, but they got to go across the harbor in a boat to do it. And so Jonah Hex, uh, before that, Michael Fassbender kids, that's Lila too, because of reasons, because we need a dance on the stress moment, I guess. Yes. And then, so Jonah shows up at the harbor and has an epic fight with, uh, what's his name? Michael Fassbender. Yes. An epic fight where they're, you know, they're fighting each other. And this is where I was, this was stupid. There's about, 30 guys up in that boat right above them, and no one hears this fight. Yep. Not a single person. And then Jonah Hex finally wins the fight and sticks his head into a fan, which kills him, but yet there's no blood. Yep. No decapitation. No nothing. His body is completely intact. Makes no sense. It's so, so bad. And when Jonah Hex kills him, he says, that's for my wife. And then he brings him back to life with his superpowers, and then he punches him till dust and says, that's for my son. As if that did something. Right? Cool, because that, that last punch makes them disintegrate. Yeah, it makes them disintegrate, but we don't know what that does. So it's like, is that revenge? or We don't know. Maybe he was rebirthed. Uh, 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 as far as I'm concerned, you're the only person that could do this power. It's not like someone else is going to come and bring him back to life. Right? So that was, oh my God. So whatever. Jonah shows up and he's about to kill Turnbull, but <laughs> Turnbull sees him. He, and he brings a, ha ha, I got Megan Fox, you can't shoot me and he's like you're right i can't shoot you and then they're captured and so they're now they're going they're getting ready to fu- they start firing why do they fire cannonballs before they fire the dragon balls i never understood that My, again they don't explain this shit so what i'm guessing is the, the cannonballs have all the, the detonation in them and i the guess that the, the, the big explosion thing in them i guess and i guess the dragon balls ignite them when they're oh, in I, close I thought proximity. the Dragon Balls just—I thought the Dragon Balls just ignited and blew up everything. No, because like with the cannonballs land, it looks like they're slowly like melt like the set the outer piece, the shell of them. It looks like it's dissolving, and something's coming out of them. Oh, so I'm guessing them together with the Dragon Balls together make. I don't fucking know. I don't know the science is shit. They don't tell you. They don't tell you. This is cool looking, I guess. Anyway, so they're they're firing the dragon, the, the cannonballs, and then uh, Lila and Jonah are tied up, and Lila picks the lock and says, "Haha, look, I'm I'm not just a damsel in distress." And they even, though, each you, even though she was the whole movie, uh huh. Well, not really, because she did take care of the stalker guy uh, by yeah, herself. Yeah, fair, I guess. And then she's like, "Haha, my name's really Toa." So you know, from the comic books, and Jonah's like, "Huh, okay." 
See, I didn't know that beforehand. So, like, okay, your name's Tola, whatever. It means nothing to me. Then I wrote, oh, and then the the U.S. military shows up with one boat and two soldiers. Mm. He's why? Mm. Oh, did you bring one boat and two soldiers to just get blown up? Where's so the dumb. rest of them? So You're the, the president's about to be attacked. So bad. I'm pretty sure we had a navy of some sort by then, right? Yeah, yeah. Coast guard, to the very least. Yeah, something. That made no sense. And then we get the climax in the movie where Jonah Hex and uh, Tolo Black start killing everybody until there's only one guy firing the Dragon Balls <laughs> who to take to easily take care of Lila and hold her on the ground. And Jonah Hex fights uh, John Malkovich and and you know. Lila is about the, is trying to reach for an axe to, to kill the guy up there, but nope, she knocks the axe down, which falls conveniently in front of Jonah Hex, which she uses to defeat John Malkovich, and then jo- then Jonah goes up and like clogs the gears so the Dragon Ball can't fire. He goes up, gets up the other guy, and the two, him and, J- and Lila jump off the boat. Dragon Ball falls on John Malkovich and explodes them, and. The day is saved. Yay. So the next morning, I'm guessing Jonah Hex is meeting with President Grant and Grant's like, hey, you want to be a sheriff of America? And I'm like, what? This is literally Wild Wild West. It's like, <laughs> and Jonah's like, no, there's no sheriffs of America. Silly president. And he's like, but if you need help later, I'll help you. And Grant's like, okay. And then he walks out, and him and Lyle look at each other and walk into the rainy dawn set, because it wasn't the sunset. But that's not it, because then we cut over to Jonah at the uh, cemetery talking to Jeb's grave. I forget what he says, but he says something, and he's like, okay. Now he rides off in the sunset with his dog and said, instead, and that's the end of the movie. The end. The end. Wow, what a movie, TJ. I just kind of yada yada through the whole I told you. I knew at a certain point, because not much happens. A lot happens, but, like, not much of that happens. It's like, this be cool, this be cool, this be cool, but no, like, substance to the coolness. They got in and out, just like I got in and out. Yep. So that's that was, that was so much fun, TJ. I'm glad we watched that. That was my time together watching that. Uh, well, we've watched worse movies. Yes, we have. So, uh, what you gonna rate this thing, huh? Mm, four. Wow, wow, that's high. That's really high, TJ. Like I said, I'm so disconnected from it. I'm still at like meh. I mean, I was at a five, but I didn't like come out of this. You were, you were at a five for this movie? Yeah, when I watched it. My God. Jesus. I, I came out of it with like meh. I was like, it's okay. It was it was it was short. It was fine for what it was, you know. Holy shit. I really didn't wasn't analyzing it. Wow. Wow. Um I give this a two. I'm giving this a two. Eh, I don't think it's a two. I true I just and it's I'm not saying a two because after they told me, I just like lesson uh, it's just it's a two because it's a waste of time of a movie i have i can never re- recommend anyone but watch again it's a two because there was so much wasted potential i noticed when i first watched the movie before even seeing or hearing the uh, comic book lore to it so it's like this is like just things i could have been better and should have been better so everything presented to me right now is just like blah and i'm not angry at all about this movie at all i'm not hating it i don't and it's just like it's just a two because it was blah yeah like i mean i didn't there is no real emotion to it and when there's no. no rage or no like praise to it it's just average and average is boring you know what i mean yeah i can understand so, that so it's like i'm a little below average and honestly not much below it's because this is just a nothing movie yeah 
I respect that. I respect that. It's it's just like you guys like, they give us nothing. Like twos and one, I would rather a movie give me a two or be a two or a one for me than a four or five. <laughs> Because at least I'm angry and complaining about the movie. Like this is gonna be one of those movies. It's later. I won't. It's like whatever. You know, yeah. I won't think about it again. I'm like something like Wonder Woman. We watch and it's still the worst movie we've ever covered. Oh yeah, those movies like the Wonder Woman and the other ones. I really hate it. Those are like twos out of anger. This is two because it's like eh eh. I saw the first five minutes, saw what it could have been, and I just shut out. Like whatever. This movie sucks. That was me. That was my nah, logic. I just, I just don't think it's a two. I just don't think. I think it has to cross certain lines to get that low, and it just the, the movie doesn't cross any lines. That's the problem. That's exactly the problem. This movie was just nothing. It was just, and that's why it's a two for me. It was just it crossed no lines. It took source material after you told me, like, wow, I saw what it could have been beforehand. Then you fill in the more blanks. Like, I can't justify what my thoughts were. It's like, I'm like, again, I'm not saying f this movie. I hope it burns. Like, it's not a evilly bad movie it's just like yeah so like a movie that's similar to this is steel steel yeah it's like right in that meh kind of territory you know what i mean yeah but this is on the lower end where steel was on the higher end of that spectrum yes yes so because i think we gave steel like a six or something like that there's no way you steal six i think it was like a six i had to give that at least a five yeah at least a five five or six it was like on the higher end because we didn't really judge it as a superhero movie yeah yeah but like yeah. it's right in it's in that center fold thing for me the, on the lowest end of it and it's just like it's a movie you know what yeah. I mean? and it and it's it also doesn't fall into that category because it didn't really waste my time because it wasn't long enough to waste my time well see i think it did I, I guess why that's why I'm not angry either, because I guess it didn't waste my time either, but I still what? feel like I was cheated out of an hour 20. Like, I still I, feel like I was, like, because I'm not going to lie, by the time we got to the climax, where they're on the boats, I was checking the time. I was like, I have 20 minutes left? Then I saw, like, oh, 10 minutes of that, it's credits. So I have 10 minutes left. I was like, damn, so I got time left this movie. Yeah, so I never I, was angry. It was just like this, again, just disappointment throughout the movie. The, the film also kind of inspired me to go and <laughs> look up Jonah Hex's backstory and oh, find out yeah. and find a little things that I wouldn't have done necessarily if this movie wasn't here. So it's like I learned about uh, a lot about a, a cool character that I normally wouldn't even have bothered with. I'll give you that. This movie does, like everything you told me about, I just, I do want to read the comics now. So it's like I I got like I said I just don't feel it's for me lower than than a four. Uh, that's fair. But you know, adequately fair. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, exactly. It's just I'm never gonna think about this movie again. No, I, I'll never watch this movie again. No, that's just got no rewatch value at all. There's nothing to it. It's like whatever. You think but a movie like, with a horse with Gatlin going on it would be somewhat rewatchable? Well, nah. you know, at the same time, I'm glad that I finally saw it. Same. I, I have no regret watching this movie. So. I guess I truly have no, like, negative feelings or positive feelings about this movie. It's just things I wish, wish I could have seen. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, my two's not out of hatred or anger. It's just, damn. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like your two is, like, the 12% on Rotten Tomatoes, you know? I think it's a little... See, I un- think... Un- I No, not at all. I think that, that 12% is, like, ang- the fact that they gave her Worst Actress nomination. Oh, I know. That I is, know. like, being petty and assholes. And I, I know you're not judging it based on that, but I just think it's a little too harsh, is no. all I'm saying. I, I truly can't give this a three 
or a four. I truly, in my heart of hearts, cannot give this anything higher than a two. I wish I gen I genuinely wish I could. I genuinely wish I could, but this is just just nothing of a movie. So I like the Civil War. I like trains. I like cowboys in and the undead lore shit. And I like, I like it has, has so many elements of things I should like and love. And the fact that it went against all those things and have no hatred to this movie is like a surprising to me. I have like nothing. So it's, 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 it's just, it's blah, it's blah. So yeah, that's Johnny Hux. Yes, it sure is. All right, I guess we're done talking to these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>